All right, welcome to No Crying in the Cool Room. This is episode eight. Uh, this is two chefs who have got together, made a podcast, and we are basically sharing our traumas from a lifetime in the chefing industry, and then also fucking love that chefing industry, bro. That's what we were talking about just then. Yeah. We're not haters. Um, no. We love the game. No, I love I love chefing. I just feel like the first... I love hospo. The first few episodes is just us trying to figure this thing out and then also um, share some of the war stories. Yeah. But I'm a positive guy. I liked I like chefing, dude. People people understand. I'll be a chef for life. That's that's kind of was the uh, idea behind one of my comedy festival things. Yeah. You're just a chef doing other shit. You're never out. Yeah. Definitely. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if you've done one or two years, but 15. Yeah. You're never out. You're never not out. Like, never not. Yeah. Yep. What else said before? Uh, also, just want to do a quick thank you to everyone who's been listening. We have 206 subscribers on YouTube. You. We've got Damn. like, what are we at? One million TikTok views. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you very much. Well over 1 million across all channels too. Shit. And then now the uh, reels on Instagram are getting 25 and 30K a reel. And people are sharing stories. And that's fucking sick. Yeah. That's the best part of this. That's what we're all about. That's why we started it. Yeah. How's the week? Good? Not a good week. Super busy, but like good busy. Yeah? Yeah. Any good food? What's happening? Um, yeah, like a bunch of... Bunch of? Bunch of fucking cool... Wagyu today. Yeah. Um, like what? Do you go out to a... What do you um, do? Do you go out to a farm and you get to see the, the real cow? Well, this place is called Selective Meats. But, it, I mean, it sounds like every other butcher. But it's not really a butcher. So they have, like, the distribution for, like, Margaret River Wagyu. Um, bunch of other stuff. Are they in abattoir or what? Um, no, I think it arrives in joints. I don't think they... Um, break it down from quarters or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, then they distribute and backpack and for restaurants, not to the public, until now. So they were like, yeah. All right. Can you help us with that? So I've been doing a bit of filming for them. And what what's out there? It's good? Yeah, holy shit. So good. Because they have the distribution. This is going to sound like a fucking ad, but because they have a, the distribution, they're so cheap. Like, fucking cheap, but you can't buy it because they, they have a storefront now. So that's mm -hmm. the idea behind that. But you can get, like, dude, like, I don't know, brisket, what we used to buy it for and stuff like that. But it's yeah. like Wagyu because they have the distribution. They have the direct line. Is a Wagyu brisket good? I wouldn't recommend it. Like, I don't even know why you'd fucking use it. Yeah. Like. What's that going to do? But you, you, I mean, in my opinion, use, like, a nice... Angus or even even like legitimately the cheapest bullshit you can get from Costco. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, but you want good fat. Cooked. It, but absolutely. you don't you don't I wouldn't say you'd want so much loss. Heaps of fat. So much loss in a slow cook. Yeah, and imagine wouldn't it be like like properly smoking it up and putting your fire out and stuff? If yeah. it's dripping hard. I'm not I'm talking out my ass. I'm not like a no. smoke point expert. Well, I mean, neither am I really, but in my opinion, that's why would the fuck would you use it? Yeah, unless you're getting it, unless you're using it for like to say using wagyu beef, like who gives a shit? I think that that's been and a that's, big thing, and maybe you're getting it for a cheaper than people think, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, because you've got to be selective. I think that's been a big thing on the wagyu front, you know, yeah. for ages, especially at the end of the, my career and stuff. But the, I, I was quite selective. I was like, well, I definitely want it. I saw a sirloin picture. I want yeah. that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I don't know what the fillets look like. I don't know either. I didn't see the fillets. Um, it's, T-bones look fucking crazy good. Do they? Yeah. You were just slagging T-bones last episode, so. Um, no, I was slagging the fact that I would never, I, I don't normally order them in a restaurant. Yeah. Because of the fact that they just fuck them up. And I don't trust anybody. I don't know how thick <laughs> they're going to be. And, yeah, just to trust <laughs> issues, yeah. I'm into, I'm into a good sale one. Yeah. And no. what do they want What do they want from you? They want you to... Just videoing it. Just videoing it. Cutting. Tell people how good it is. Um, I guess so. It's not really that. I just make content for them, so, at the mm. moment. All right. People like looking at it. Any other good food out there? Any wings or anything? I saw someone eating wings the other day. I was like, fuck, I could go some killer wings. I don't remember. I, I, honestly, it's just one of those things I don't even remember what I've done. Um, uh, I had wings at home. All right. Yeah. Look at you bawling out. <laughs> I've lost five kilos since last week. From what? Just not eating out. <laughs> yeah. I've been ignoring my entire channel. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They're just throwbacks. I just took a week off from doing all kinds of shit. I mean, yeah. I did go to Hood Burger. I did go to, I did have a greasy triple burger from yeah. Compton Burgers. But other than that, that's all I I'm going to go to Hood Burger. I'm going to go today. I'm going to get into it. You get the Savo? Yeah. After this? Yes. Fuck yeah. I haven't eaten today either. Yeah, I haven't so eaten much either. Burger, coffee, Hood Burger. Yeah, I'm absolutely. So yeah, I mean, my, my week has been pretty. I guess boring. Is that boring? Nah, that's cool. <laughs> you get it. Um, I got something a little bit left field for you. I was looking up some alien shit. Do you believe in aliens? I think you'd have to believe in aliens. Do you believe in what I, they're talking? I, I mean, yes, I believe in it. I believe in it. Do you? Yeah. Did you believe in it before the government released yeah. all that UFO shit this yeah, year? Yeah, but I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. So it's like it's one of those things. Like, of course, they have to be somewhere. Yeah. But until, I don't know, I see something and go, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's this, there's this weird psychosis where until the government tells us, we still are like, oh, I believe in it, but also like I'm just going to keep it to myself. Yeah. You don't bring it into the forefront of your agenda. No. And then I found that, like, like where was the, I don't know. It's like they told you. I was like, fuck yeah. And then everyone was like, eh. They, no one cared. <laughs> Wasn't that fucking nuts, man? <laughs> no one gave a shit. Wasn't that nuts? Even even like, it, okay, so when, um, one of my favourite bands of all time was Blink-182. Okay. So when um, old mate was like saying aliens exist. He's said, big on it. Hey. He got he got so much hate. And in the same video they had to release by the government, everyone went, oh yeah. Like, no, they're admitting that there's UFOs and yeah. they have them and stuff. This is one of the things that <laughs> that blew my mind the most is that, like, they released... They had proper discussions and released things and yep. told people and <clears throat> no one gave a fuck. No one gave a shit. Which is, like, unbelievably mind-blowing. Yeah. Because when I was a kid and I was 18 years old, that's the only conversation we had when we got high. Right. And we'd be like... Well, what do you reckon? Like, it has to be. Like, surely. Oh, I know, like, yeah. there's, only, there's microbes out there. You know, Mars didn't have water on it when I was 18 years old. Now it's like uh, Elon Musk said a quarter of it's ice. Okay. And it's like, well, fucking. Yeah. And then the government are like, well, not, not even the government, but like legitimate people have great proof 
Yeah. About these little UFOs fucking flying around everywhere. Yeah. And there's, I saw there was two types. This came up on YouTube the other day. Obviously, that's where I get all my news. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you talking about two types of aliens? Two types of craft. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so there's like the little Tic Tac ones, but there's another one that's like more of a box or something. Mm-hmm. And they've both been proven to be like, you know, like um, acknowledged by the government that's happening. Yeah. And they have no idea. No. And they've been here for ages. Yeah. And it's like... And they're all over the same zones that people have been saying the same shit for years. Yeah. Over like... I saw one that was over like um, the Bermuda, I guess what used to be maybe called the Bermuda Triangle, if it's not still. Mm-hmm. And then one over wherever it was, the west of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then some shit about fucking Chile or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot in America and there's a heap of weird stuff in Russia. Yeah. But all of these, um, they fly into the ocean. Right. So there's been a, like a lot of aircraft carrier reports that are now coming out because they could they could track it like four or five different ways on these fucking amazing warships, right? right. Infrared and radar and all this kind of shit. Um, and they just like plough into the ocean without it affecting them at all. They just like come up out of the ocean like it's air and then go back into the ocean like it's air. Cool. And so just fuck around. I wonder if the whales have the same thing. I wonder if they're talking to each other like, have you seen that UFO? And then yeah. the other whale's like... Fucking bitch, shut up. Yeah. Fucking conspiracy theorist. I reckon a whale would detect it because they, when they do their Ooh. call, they do it. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Sorry. <laughs> you just that like, was too early. That was my opportunity. <laughs> I've been holding on to this for so long. And that was my sound. You replay I've, that one. I've got an amazing <laughs> whale call. <laughs> Donald Trump impression and whale calls. Who knew? Fuck. <laughs> How many were busted out there, Donald Trump? Yeah. That was weird. You should put that online. It was quite funny. Yeah. And this, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I just got into it a little bit more this week. Like, oh. I, I got into it at one point, and then I just had to put it on the shelf because it was too much. You mean into all the UFOs? All the new UFO information. Yeah, right. It is too much. Because it's like running out of your house and being like, dude, did you hear? And people are like, on their electric scooters, like, what? Yeah. Like, they gave us electric scooters. What do we care about anything else? Yeah. You know? Electric Electric scooters, I know I will die on. So just for the public to know, I think I will. my demise will be an, on an electric scooter. Really? I'm, I'll just look at them and go, cool, I want it. I will mm. go. I can't not go the fastest on shit. I just, like I'm not a hoon. Yeah. If you gave me an electric scooter with no sound, mm. I'm on the highway. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't do them because they're gay. I love that feeling of just <laughs> being like, just... Fresh air, yeah. 80Ks an hour. Don't you think it's a problem though, man? Like I, I still ride my bike for exercise, ride to the beach and back, right. get a little bit of exercise in because yeah, you're sitting yeah. on a computer or whatever every day. Yeah. So now people just go electric scooters instead of a bike. Yeah. Like it was bad enough already. Yeah. Like how sentient do we have to be? So Is it, it sentient? Do not get me started Stationary. On, on the fucking... He's in the e-bikes, obviously. Yeah. That just push you up the hill. They're the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and they, it's an extra five k for that. I thought you're like, yeah, yeah. Do you know how proper like <laughs> they look? Do you know they have like it's scooter so posture on a bicycle? You know those e-bikes. Oh yeah, I've never thought about it. They all have this like this more proper up in the air, it's prim and proper. <laughs> fucking, yeah. just pedal your fuck. Yeah, <laughs> get out yeah. of the way. 
Yeah. Like I don't care. Like I want to ride that hill. That's exactly how they ride. But maybe that's no. But that's just how they're built, right? They're built just classic bike handlebar style. They're built with a pole up your butthole. Yeah, but I mean, it's also the people that buy them. Mm. Surely. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I think also you buy one and then all of a sudden you get a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> like you're on an escalator. And also, you don't have to do anything anymore. Like, I'm riding my bike like this. That's yeah. my posture because I'm trying to get shit done. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just that. No, no, it's definitely the the economy of you pushing your feet and stuff. Yeah. It's the line. Yeah, you're right. Like, we're at a point where, like, we should be doing more It's it's how, they, it's how old people sit on those electric um, hydros <laughs> up... The stairs. I thought you were going to talk about their scooters as well. It's side saddle on a horse. It's like a... They yeah. go... Yeah, exactly. I mean, not laughing at the fact that you can't walk upstairs. You just can't look classy doing but that. But you are, at that point, an e- you are an e-scooter. Yeah. You are a sentient being. Yeah, yeah. You're a UFO. Dude, definitely rough if I get to 80 years old and I'm on, I have to sit on one of those as people walk. I know. You know? Sometimes... I'm tripping them. I'm just... Oh, yeah, I'm getting angry. Dude, you can't fight someone on a electric... Like no. They can do whatever they want. They I'm, can start, I'm starting them and going, I'm very sorry. We've got a handicapped guy on our street who's in one of those little scooter things and yeah. he's, he's clearly fucked. Yeah. Um, he goes around yelling at people sometimes yeah. and we just let him do it. Yeah, of course. It's free rain. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I know. Dude, he gets a free toilet and he can yell at whoever he wants. <laughs> what, what's what do you he, want? What's he complaining about? <laughs> so much what you want in life. Uh, do you use handicapped toilets? Um, I guess I do. Hmm. I used one at Bunnings a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, there was three toilets, two of them were locked. Yeah. Pissed. I think that should be the rule. It's like, if everything else is unavailable, I can use it. Yeah. Right? I guess so. And even if you knock on it, like I, I've been caught in this situation where I've come out and a handicapped person needed the toilet and oh, I'd, right. I'd been using it. Yeah. I've but never I, been in that position. But I was in there for a very short amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I think I said sorry, as you would. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. But and I was like, why? Why am I sorry for going to the toilet? Yeah. You know, who can wait? Someone already sitting down. Just relax. I, I, I definitely know that some. <laughs> I definitely know some stats on that that some of them can't wait. But um, um, yeah, I do feel sorry. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm getting too aggressive. I'm, not trying to, I'm trying to shame you, but because I've done the same, except that uh, I've never met someone on the outside yeah, yeah. as I was exiting. Um, you can tell I've had two coffees today. Yeah, it's getting right into cold brew as well. Yeah, it's, is there any more of these? We're already just two. Uh, no, there's more. I'm gonna. I'll have one. I re- I can't believe I got into it already. What? Oh. I usually try and pace myself. Yeah, there's no water though this week. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. we, we've been smashing this with the brews, but I think we had six waters for the first <laughs> seven episodes. So, yeah, that's fine. No one's touched <laughs> the sugar drinks, dude. <laughs> They're all. all out of code anyway. Just for show. It doesn't to mean show anything. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? You could like you could send one of those solos to Mars. It'll be there forever. Hundred percent. We we uh, pulled one of those sunkissed out though, and it was very pale. Like it was very pale. Mm. Do you know actually what got me onto this um, alien stuff? I'm also reading Elon Musk's autobiography at the moment. 
I didn't know there was one. Yeah, it just came out. All right. <clears throat> yeah, very interesting. Have you heard anything about the dude? Uh, yeah, a bunch. Yeah. But, yeah. He makes a lot of sense. I kind of ignored him in the last year, but before then it was cool. And I knew about him when he uh, around the PayPal time and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. So I kind of knew who he was and sort of vaguely followed him because mm. we were that age, you know. Do you know what he sounds like? And this isn't to be to bring it back, but he sounds, sounds like, like a, a chef. Sh- yeah. A legit. Like he's firing people constantly. Do you know what I liked as well is that I watched and I've rewatched that first Joe Rogan yes. and Elon episode from ages ago, and it was all Elon and no Joe Rogan, which is fucking perfect. He was making all the sense. Yeah. Like, and I was like, why are you on a podcast? You're making too much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Um, he was speaking. Like, he got a lot of hate for the Twitter thing, right? Okay. And then the media turned against him and now he's a horrible person and all of this stuff. Okay. But he bought the company and then found out that the government and the CIA and FBI had been manipulating yeah. everything for the longest time. Yeah. But so also, he was even right about that. Yeah, but also even on a micro scale, we know even just in a micro scale about the internet, that the loudest people are the minority. So, yeah. like, I don't care. So, like, if, if I think he's okay, that's what I think. Yeah. If 10 other people tell me very loudly online that he's a piece of shit, yeah. I still think he's okay. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. the other 1,000 people that... He just reminded me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because he went and fired 50% of the staff, right? I remember the, the sort of, not the takeover, he just bought it, right? And they yeah. Just, yeah, he bought it for an exceptional absorbent amount yeah, more than it should have been. Like that, but it was always worth that. But he just had to buy it. Because totally. he was like, this is bullshit. And I respect him for that. Who puts up $40 billion for their moral judgments? I think it was always, I, didn't, I mean, not even knowing what and when and how and who was posting and stuff. I used to always go on it every morning just to see the outrage, but it was a proper. It is, was a propaganda machine mm. for certain people. The left, yeah. So, but I also used to laugh at it. That's what I found funny. It was. It wasn't like I was laughing at what they were saying or agreeing that we should hate whoever they're saying. We should yeah, hate. or I was. It yeah. was just like the. So you, I'd spend like fifteen minutes going, <laughs> but I thought that was. It's not like in an unhealthy way. Yeah, it's just like fucking. Are you fucking? Car- how, who are these people saying? Yeah. Yeah. That blows my mind as well because, uh, like, I read so Reddit. Yeah. Reddit is renowned as being the most horrible place on the internet. Yeah. But anytime I read something I don't like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You're like, it's not getting into my brain where I'm like, whoa, this is affecting yeah, my own opinions. Who's making you respond <laughs> to that? Nobody. Yeah. Like, I love, I love the cesspool. Yeah. I want to read all the cesspool comments. I want to know yeah. what people think. 100%. Or not even what you think. I just want to know what you'll type out on the internet. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so he went into um, Twitter and he fired half the staff and it just so reminded me of getting a new head chef role where the owners are like, we have to shake this place up. And you're like, I know exactly <laughs> yeah. what you want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Pay me the money and then you come in, you fucking can the menu. Yeah. Right? And then you look at all the stuff, you just start canning people. <laughs> yeah. Or not even just like not being nice to the casuals and they'll just leave anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, face some people out. Yeah. I used to get that energy a lot. I used to come in and just be like, well, what do you do? What do you do? 
and they're like, oh, you know. And there's those dumb people that are like still trying to like, they're, they're whinging at you on day one. They're still um, shuffling their feet around the kitchen. They're not putting in top effort for the new chef. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's so, easy. So my um, my first head chef, who I still chat to, even though I chatted to him yesterday, he's loving the podcast. Nice. Um, but he could probably... I'd love his input as well because on my side as a very first, uh, as a first year apprentice, he started a week before I started my apprenticeship. So I was, I started in a transition exactly like that, but I didn't know it. And he would walk around with his black book and everyone's talking about his black book. And I was like, oh shit, he's got a black book. What does that mean? He's like, he's writing down things wrong with the place. So I'd love to know if that was a real thing. Or if that was him just fucking walking around. Good mind fuck. Yeah, but dude, it worked. Holy shit. Mm. Even if he was writing in it and never used it, yeah. it's perfect. Because he would, he honestly had a book. Dude, if you walk around but with it a black book. I honestly think it was just a book. Just his of book. Like, yeah, it's just a yeah, book. Yeah, but like if someone walks, if the new head chef walks in with a black book, everyone's posture turns into those scooters and again. You just go, just, oh. You don't have to say anything, just fucking. And you're like, all of a sudden you're cutting like this. Yeah. Like you're on an e bike. But it was like, it was, I don't know if he knew that. I would love, I would love oh, to that's, know I, if he started it because that would be fucking perfect. I would say strategic. That's yeah. something that I would, you're trying to scare people. But also that is something down the line that I used. Yes. That I, I would just use. It was, so, it was so passive aggressive. Yes. It was just like. It's perfect. You don't even say shit. Just write mm. in your book. Yeah. yeah. He fucking fired the shit out of those people. That's right, you're on your list. I liked it. Like, fuck, did he write something down then? Yeah, yeah. And he's all, he's all about like... I had to be black. I Elon, think the book was black, to be honest. He has some of these rules where he's like... He's got like five rules or something. I can't remember them all at the moment. But it's almost it's like... Elon. Yeah. Yep. It's almost like don't have friends at work because then, you know, you won't tell them exactly what you need to tell them. Yeah. You know? And I was like, that's a hospitality thing, yeah. bro. Like people are friends, but there is at least... Like, that's office work they're through, talking about. But we're like... Through the door, it's Tell on. you direct. I fired my friends. 100%. Sorry, brother. Between, you're out. Between the doors of the kitchen, hmm. there it's just your your workers. You can get... Obviously, you get along fine, hmm. to, you know, to a point. To a point. But um, that is right. You do, you have to do the job. Yeah. If you just go, oh, no, that's okay. That's when... um, There's only a few times I've seen it where there'll be relationships in the kitchen is where that sort of breaks it up. Mm. Is where like a head chef or a sous chef will get into one of the the, the female staff or in the kitchen. Yeah. I've very rarely seen it, but it, like I've seen it twice. And you it, mean hook up with them? Yeah. Yeah. And it fucked everything up. Totally. Because that was, and it doesn't even mean, it doesn't even need to be a male-female thing, but they're, they're clearly um, favourite, that's their favourite. Well, the power's gone now. Yeah, but that's their favourite and everyone can see it. Mm. And then they're like, fuck you, you you're gone now. You're, you're dead to me. You used to be okay. You used to be fair. Yeah. You know, right, is, it's so black and white in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You have and to then it becomes black and white except for this chick mm. or the reverse except for this yeah. dude if it's a female head chef. And as a head chef, if you see a chink in the armour, like yeah. if you're looking at your head chef and he is compromising on something. Yeah. Which is like a go, relationship. Right, wash the lettuce today. No dramas. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they fuck up, like, yeah, if there's sand in the lettuce and you know that she's done it and he doesn't, 
yep. get her for it. 100%. You're like, oh. You're never going to wash it again. Whereas I always appreciated those guys. I knew a few dudes that worked with their girlfriends in kitchens. Yeah. And they would bollock them. Yeah. And I was like, oof. <laughs> That, that's what I mean is I've only seen it a few times where it has affected it because I've seen it more but it was only a couple of times where I was like oh this is the whole brigade's fucked now yeah it's over yeah Cause, and, but then you'll see the ones you can maybe work through it and go well I'm always going to do try and do the best I can hmm. and all do the right thing but you can see the others just go oh yeah all right no, you can't. You can't and then break they those argue rules about the roster. It's fucking like, oh, why has she got Thursday off? Even though she has Thursday off for the last six weeks, <laughs> why has she got it off this week? Yeah. Oh, what, remember when I asked you? She's got. Oh, oh, oh I wonder why. So you know what we've got to do? Got to bang her in secret. Yeah. Can't let anyone know. Yeah. Don't come up to me. Send the whole. Send everyone home first. Yeah, and it's also like way more attractive that you guys are banging and no one else knows. Yeah. Keep it out of there yeah you know it's yeah or um, a waitress we um my wife i uh, my wife hard. was my girlfriend oh. if absolutely <laughs> my wife was my i don't even know how to say this she was my how do we say this in reverse uh she was i my, married my girlfriend yes but but <laughs> but but she was my girlfriend uh when she was at front of house when i was back of house mm. so and we never told anyone and it was for that reason. Yeah, so how did that hookup happen? Um, so I was very naive about the whole thing. And then s- her mum asked somebody to ask me to her 21st birthday. And I was like, why are you asking me? And then it, like a big wave came over me like, oh, okay. She didn't, then, she didn't invite anyone else from the kitchen to your, her 21st nah. birthday? Oh, there was a couple of people. But it was like Front a surpri- staff. but it was like a surprise birthday, and I wasn't really, yeah. But I hadn't even I never hung around her, or anything. Mm. So it was like, why are you even inviting me? I don't really even really know yeah. her. Yeah. That aggressive chef energy, so good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but we kept that a secret forever. Did you? Yeah. Was that super hot? Was it great? It was way better. Yeah. It was way better. People. Um, and she'd like, come up to the pass and stuff, and you take the ticket, but in your brain, you're like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get it. She's <laughs> she get the extra the, the accidental extra lamb chop. Did you give her? Yeah, did you give her extra food? I just give the everyone every, every food anyway. But yeah, but her extra extra. She'd always yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, like as a young apprentice, um, young chef, giving the hot girls, well, the girls that you're interested in, extra stuff. Yeah. Ah, oh, best best day of your life. It was yeah. just fun to do. Yeah. You know. We had um, at the Brown Cow, there was one prep station, like it's a corridor, right? Far end, pass, then all the all the cooking stuff. Um, behind my back is a sandwich toaster yeah, with a whatever, conveyor. Mm-hmm. And then I am on a tiny little bench next to the deep fryers on one side and a wall just here. Just fits a chopping board, nothing else. Yeah, People would run to get that section for their prep because in front of you is a fucking waiter's window and a tiny little um, room on the other side where all the girls come in and scrape the plates and put the plates up in a shelf on their side. Right. And you just sit there prep all day and, like, chicks are coming in the whole time, right? And you got, like, a deep fry here with, like, a little bowl. Yeah. And you're just, like, smashing a few things, like, get it through there. Yeah, I used to always have that little, (laughs) just, do you want some of that? Do you want a bit And they would love it. They would be like, 
over the moon. He'd be like, oh, girls, how about this, you know? I had one front of house say to me um, when I was an apprentice, I was like, everyone loves you. I was like, like out of, this is, I, I vividly remember it because the first time someone said they didn't like me as well. And I wasn't trying to be liked. It was just like, a, you know, you just survive, right? Mm. Maybe the the least assholey asshole, right? Yeah. And she said, um, everyone loves you, I don't get it. And I was like, oh. But I hadn't given her any food. <laughs> like, it was like a... Ah. And... She didn't get it yet. Yeah, but I didn't... Uh, it, was, it wasn't like I, I was picking who to give it to. It was just like... Sure, buddy. Sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? Um, she wasn't your type, is what you're saying. Yeah, but also the boys weren't my type either. But they would still get... Oh, I'd bro down with the dudes. Yeah. Front of house dudes. But I, I decided to remember that it was like an off shift. Yeah. Like it was like a changeover or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That I'd never see her. And I'll, I'll be like, okay. Yeah. But I remember, um, the reason I remember because it just blew me away. I was like, what? Yeah. I wasn't looking to be liked, but like for someone to actually come up and say, everyone likes you, I hate you. You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, what? I was like, yeah, but but I hate me too. Yeah. I'm Have, surprised too. She just sounds like one of those negative hospital workers, to be honest. Yeah, and I know exactly what she looked like. She had the... She Ugly, the, yeah. She had the box haircut. She was a, she was an attractive lady, but uh, she had like the box haircut. Negative on the inside. Yeah, oh, dude. Ugly on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And a fair mouth. I was always, oh, broing with the dudes front of house. Like a lot, I wouldn't get along with because they are they can be a very different type of person. Yeah, I'm not even talking gay or anything. There's like, they're more like outgoing than chefs. We're very insular inside. Yeah, but it's opposites. Yeah, it's but just, you, like, you're opposite kinds of people. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But there would always be a couple of bartenders maybe. They're not doing it, they're not doing it for a profession and you are and that's why you give a shit and they're like, I'm yeah, only yeah. here for four hours, dude. Yeah. A lot of the time. And then I'm right. going to footy. Then yeah. I'm going to fucking whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, at a, I'm doing a college arts degree. I'll never come back here. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. But I always find a few because I, I would swap out real good food for coffee. Absolutely. I'd get all the... All day. Yeah, I was <laughs> never really a big coffee guy, but I would always take it and bin it hmm. just because I'm not going to say no. Yeah. So even if I don't drink it, it's always think, oh, my God, thank you very much. Never say no to anything, basically, no, no, no. do you? 100%. And then, they, you know, that's like a trade thing because when you want something, you're not going to go, but when you want a coffee, yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? Or can I please have a coffee? You want it to keep coming yeah, for yeah. the one day that you do want it, or I used to get little little nips of scotch. Oh yeah, this one guy, a few of Fuck, them. What a legend! Yeah, he just. But, but if you poured it, if you poured the top, every now and then you, you know you get some fucking roller that wants the top one to impress someone, mm. and he go, and mm. then share it. Um, just things like that. That's you know, wicked. Obviously, charge the guy. Um, do you know the worst relationship in a kitchen? What? A chef like. A sous chef or a head chef and a front of house manager. <laughs> yeah. Hooking up at work Ugh. in some capacity. So gross. And then working together and thinking that they own everything. Yeah, and they both switch off from their jobs, their actual jobs. Well, they have, they've have they lost the edge somehow. Yeah. Of like what... There almost needs to be some kind of like edge against that front of house manager. Yeah. To keep the brigade and everybody pumping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now they're kind of on the same team or they... I, I never liked it. I was like, ah, oh, this is crap. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> like if she if 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 the front of house brought up an issue with the back of house. Yeah. You're obviously gonna side it's just ret- You're supposed to be on it our team. Work. It doesn't work. You're on our team, dude. So if a front of house manager who's in a relationship with if they were there if they were in a relationship and bought the place, it's kind of different. Yeah. But if they hooked up while they were there and now she can complain more or he can complain more if it's a female chef, whatever. Yeah. The front of house person can complain more, ask for more things. Yeah, but even push, if they push a bit further and then he's like more compliant. Yeah, but even if they don't, that's how it's seen. That's how it, I would see it. That's, but, oh, that's yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Because she asked you to do it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Tim, can you redo that salad? It's been sitting there a while. It's like, are you... And you're like, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, chef. You're yeah. like, yeah. Oh, definitely yes, chef. Yeah. Definitely yes, like, chef. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, Show yeah. this one. I'm not back chatting. I'm, I'm going to ask your girlfriend to check this salad out. <laughs> she want to check it before I put on the pass. Uh, I'm already living it. Yeah. yeah, and she's now a front of house manager that knows more about food than you do. Yeah, or you ring the bell and go, um, "Would you like to check my salad, chef?" And you call her chef. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I've already been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Half cut on fucking top shelf whiskey. Yeah. Just getting after it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also that breeds, because uh, I can I can very easily use that to fuck her stuff up too. Mm-hmm. And be like, uh, you know, she sent that fucking, do you want this salad she sent back? Nothing wrong with it, eh? Mm-hmm. And then the edit goes, oh, it's perfect. You're like, I know. She sent it back. It's because of her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. And but now he's he, lost. That's what we're talking about. Now he's lost you. Now I've got a whole bottle of whiskey. <clears throat> now he's lost you and it's over. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we got a comment this week from some cool dude who was saying, love the podcast, but are you guys holding back? Oh, yeah. Some On of YouTube. the stories, yeah. you know, you guys have kind of been... And he's probably right, a little bit. I think, I think he was asking um, if we were censoring... It a bit like not not yeah yeah holding back a bit yeah I don't know and I, I like I it. get it well it's hard because we're only just sort of starting podcasting so you don't really know yeah so I thought fuck yeah bro you're right let's tell our worst hospital story yeah I don't know mine though you don't know the worst they're all fucking bad yeah like I don't I don't know I can tell a bad one about. There's one, there's a real bad one about someone else. That's good enough. All right. I just can't remember. All right. Well, I've got, because I've dodged on. this one All right. two or three <laughs> times. All right. I've dodged around it. And and previous viewers of this podcast know that we we, we remember <laughs> shit that we've forgotten. So old. Dude, it's like, you know when so I... As soon as you start talking, I'll be like, oh, yeah, remember when I murdered that hooker? Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast, on record, I remembered that I rode off a car into a tree. <laughs> I know. It's because I said I changed the tyre. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I remember those right off that. Yeah. And like for weeks now, every time I talk to a mate, I'm like, do you know that I forgot that I rode a car <laughs> off into a tree? I know. <laughs> On the spot, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, that's just what I like about it. And I think we both have that same brain. Like um, if, if I open a recipe book, I can come up with 15 ideas about a menu. Yeah. But if you sit here and ask me, what do you like with duck? I'm like, uh, red cabbage. Star yeah. anise. Yeah, exactly. I need like a like uh apple. Yeah. yeah. So the the worst story that I've got, and I, I hope that I can outdo it um, by the end of this podcast, whenever it does end in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. But in England, um, 
I was at that little uh, best gastro pub, twenty twenty or whatever in the world. No, twenty twelve probably. And it was me and the head chef and a Slovakian apprentice, and I lived there. I've talked about it a little bit. I lived upstairs at this little thatched um, Slovakian. pub. And it was like in in uh, Wiltshire. Sorry, yes. I don't, I don't about it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the, another Slovakian. Yeah. Not the guy, that, the sniper that tried to get me at Watergate <laughs> Bay, which I swore I'd never talk about again. <laughs> but um, I'm living upstairs. There's a few hot waitresses. There's female managers. Yeah. And I'm kind of like chipping away at two of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would come up every now and then into my room. Yeah, bring me alcohol, and this is the place where they wouldn't give me staff meals while I worked fifteen-hour days. I could eat at work, but on my days off, I had to come and buy the food. Yeah, so I wouldn't, and then I would cook it when everyone left at night time. Right. So had a little bit of a um, chip on my shoulder about that, but I was pumping. I was working super hard, me and this young head chef, and like creating real top level, the best gastro shit that you could come across. Mm-hmm. And I must have been there about eight months or something, just doing that, drinking on my days off, working real hard, not doing anything else, super obsessed with food, pretty obsessed with kitchens, and I had a Gordon Ramsay mentality. Like some of the locals were trying to bang the managers and stuff because it's a small, tiny, small town, mm-hmm. right? And they'd come into the kitchen and talk to them and I'd yell at them, get the fuck out of my kitchen. Like I didn't. It was the wrong attitude to have yeah. for a small, tiny little thatch pub. Yeah. These are super rich dudes with Land Rovers and tweed jackets and yeah. shotguns over their shoulders. Some of them would shoot pheasants and bring them in and I'd pluck them. And okay. It was wicked. Yeah. And it was all um, English food, like roast on Sunday. The best roast I've ever done in my life. We'd get full sirloins, marinate them, yeah. roast the sirloin and then cut it medium, medium rare. Mm-hmm. Yorkshire puds, all kinds of cool shit. Chicken liver parfait. Um, and I'd been there about eight months and I'd worked my fucking ass off to get them these awards and also, like, build myself up. And it was New Year's Eve. Um, and I was a bit of a drinker. It was after Nuki, so I'd, I'm, I was in party mode still. Yeah. Single, single though. And New Year's Eve, I had to work New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And I cooked New Year's Eve... And I think I started drinking there or whatever. And they gave us New Year's night off. And there was a big party in the pub for New Year's night. Yeah. And there was a wedding. This is all going <laughs> to... It's coming to me. There was a wedding happening. <laughs> and, was a, a wedding. A, and a party. <laughs> it's so hard, man, you know. I've just remembered something. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. So I might have knocked off at about... 10 o'clock or something yeah and i was just pumped i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna bring in the new year that's fucking cool and i went out the front i had been drinking because i was pretty drunk is your service finished service is finished but yeah. i probably had like three strong whiskeys yeah or something mm-hmm. i was in a good mood and i just remember coming out into the pub and there's like a lot of partying and it's pretty packed in those small roofs and stuff yeah and i got given a bottle of champagne for um, a present from the bosses. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about all that. <clears throat> so, on. yeah, I don't know what time this happened, but all I remember is being pretty drunk and then just being like, the best idea right now 
on this sort of like dance floor busy place is to take my champagne bottle from the kitchen, unwrap it and spray it over everyone in the crowd. Yeah. It's New Year's, baby. Let's have a good time. Yeah. So I did that. I popped it. I don't even know. It was probably a real good bottle. Like I, I was an idiot. Feels I, better if it's a better bottle. And I sprayed it all over the crowd and I was, I remember being damn well drunk. Yeah. And someone, a guy took exception to that. Right. And he pushed me into the kitchen and he pushed me up against the back door and he headbutted me in the face. Fuck yeah. And I was drunk enough that I was like, oh, sweet. This is awesome. This is how it goes down. Yeah. And people pulled him off me and it was a little bit of a struggle and stuff. And uh, and the owners come in and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, dude, this guy just headbutted me. Obviously, like, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Good job. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the victim, yeah. Yeah, I'm the chef. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they didn't kick him out. Though He was like the brother of the bride or something. Right. And they might have paid big money to be there. Yeah. And I was like, well, hey, hold on. He's I, I work here a lot, all the time. Yeah. This dude just headbutted me. Yeah. Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. And the owner yeah. was like, nah. They will always side with it. They will We're not going to do that. And I was like... Chance. I mean, it was your fault, but... Yeah. They will always side with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I was drunk. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> well, you beauty, I will fix this myself. Yeah. I'm going to go break a chair, grab two chair legs. I don't know why I decided two chair legs. Yeah. I'm going to fucking have it out with this dude. Mono e mono. Yeah. So I like stomp upstairs. I grab a chair. I try to break it or something. And I'm trying to get myself <laughs> two chair legs to well, beat this guy up. To, yeah, to remove him or just beat him up. Beat him up. Yeah, just to... Okay. Just to have it out with him. Yeah. Mono e mono. All right. And it was so funny because I must have... <laughs> I was, no, I was drinking whiskey because when he headbutted me, I was like, oh, you beauty. It's time yeah, to go. It's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, now I get a great excuse. The switch is on, right? Which yeah. is, you know. Yeah, I get it. So I come down the stairs from my room with two chair legs and I'm just like, fuck, where is he? Let's do this. Let's have it out. And then people just converge on me. Like, yeah. hey, oh, wait, hold on. This isn't good. This isn't going to go well. You're supposed to work here. And I was drunk. I did not care. Yeah. So I was like, no, it has to happen like this. There's no way... It's not going to happen like this. Yeah. And then the owners get involved. And I all I remember now is being on one side of the bar and they're in the bar, small, tiny bar, everyone partying around us. Yeah. And they're like, you have to stop or something. And, he's, and I was like, that's it. And this fucking switch flipped in my head. And I was like, everybody's enemy number one. And I just like started yelling at the boss some pretty horrible shit yeah you're a fucking homo i hate you you're a <laughs> they were two gay guys okay fuck you i work you're here just trying to get all the i was just i was done you know get, what i mean yeah, yeah. like throw darts it's yeah. meltdown yeah. It's meltdown time yeah <laughs> brown liquor meltdown time and i just fucking gave it to him gave it to everyone i was like the worst version of myself that i could be yeah it doesn't finish yet okay i already have t three stories Go ahead. So I, I never pad a paper so I can write it down because <coughs> that'd be good. What? No, only because it, it would be hilarious. What I would write down while you're talking. Yeah. Because right, uh, keep going. That'd be you. fun. Yeah. You should do that. Yeah. So I remember yeah, yelling at this dude and and then 
blank. Absolute blank. Nothing. I've never been able to remember it, and it took me a long time to remember this much. That was your last memory? Yeah. Right at that. <laughs> All right. Flip switch. I just remember my internal <laughs> dialogue, like everyone's getting it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, the next memory I have is having a milk crate full of empty bottles out the front of this beautiful thatch pub, and I'm just pegging them. <laughs> I'm throwing these bottles at the pub while everyone's in there. Yeah. And partying and stuff. Yeah. And I am just pegging these fucking things like, fuck this place, dude. Yeah. Fuck this. And then I have a massive blank. Yeah. And then they had the Thatch Pub here, high class, high quality. Yeah. In this tiny little town in Wiltshire. And then across the road, they had a super high class, maybe 12 bedroom hotel. Yeah. Top of the line, real good um, restaurant in there, but only for the guests. Like you can't go there. High quality. Yeah. Big hedges, really nice grass. And I just have a big blank from throwing bottles at this at this pub to me storming around the restaurant yeah. in the middle of the night trying to find a way in to, like, <laughs> break things, yeah. kill somebody. I have no idea. And then a massive blank and then... I woke up in my bed in the morning and I was like, oh, oof, I don't feel very good. And I like <laughs> roll over and I look up and my head chef is sitting at my shoulder in the windowsill while I'm like just waking up, rolling <laughs> over. And I look up and I'm, I can't remember anything. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I look up and I'm like, what's going on? And the look <laughs> on his face was like... What have you done? Yeah. Like, you've fucked everything. Yeah. What We just won all this. What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's like, mate, like, <laughs> yeah. what? There's not much to say, hey. The fuck have you done? Yeah. And I was like, oh. And he's like, you're two hours late for work. Yeah. You're supposed to be in eight. It's 10 o'clock. I let you sleep till 10. And now we have to go have a meeting with the owners because you, and then when he said that, I was like, ah, like it started. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of pictures. I had a, a picture of me yelling. Yeah. I didn't remember the headbutt for a while. Picture of me throwing bottles. Yeah. You get the feeling that something went down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fucking, all right, whatever. And he was shattered. Yeah. He was like, because the story that he would have heard would have like, I would be too. Tim's gone AWOL. Even half that story would be like, fuck. So then... Wrecked. I am unbelievably hungover. Yeah. And this came up when we're talking about hangover stories. This is the most hungover I was. Yeah. I'm unbelievably hungover. And we had to go straight into a meeting downstairs with the two owners that I'd called a lot of really bad slurs. Yeah. To their face. Yeah. Which is not a good move. And... I was still drunk as fuck. I just, I was like, went downstairs. I still had a chip on my shoulder. I think I remembered at some stage that I was in the right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? I still had the attitude. So it's worth a shot, eh? Like, what? <laughs> Maybe I'm in protective mode now. You know what I you mean? You invited me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah. The you invited me mode. Yeah. <laughs> and I just walk stinking drunk into this goddamn meeting and I sit down and I'm like, righto, let's have it. And they're like, okay, look, we're willing to look this over. Yeah. And move forward. If you would, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. Like, we really don't want to. Yeah, but you've never been in an office at that point. So <laughs> you, you don't realize that they've been sitting there for hours figuring out, he will say this, we will say this. It'll be very, and, well, you, and you've just gone, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Had. <laughs> they've gone, where was the, there was no plan B. Yeah. Was, they've, no they've, plan all, B. they've also sat there and gone, look, this guy's really fucked us over, mm -hmm. but we, he was really good at his job and you guys crushed it. Yeah. And like, we, we can keep him as yeah. a business decision, but probably hate him for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And then they compromised with me in the room like, oh, we can figure this out. And I was just like, I don't care. Yeah. I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. And they yeah. were like, oh, well, all right. Yeah. And it was like a stalemate. Yeah. And I was just sitting there just like, I don't care if I, if I, don't, if I leave, I'm going to go do something else. What do I give a shit? Yeah. And also I was pretty pissed that. Yeah, but um, that's that attitude is like it, it's just it, it is just you can get this job somewhere else anytime yeah, you want. But it was a killer job, and I was incredibly rude to like no, no doubt not apologize. Yeah, but that's the attitude. Yeah, I was I was in pirate mode. Yeah, not apologize. Um, I didn't remember a lot of this at the time either, so I thought that like something yeah. had happened to me, and like you know there must be a reason for uh, it. Oh, righto. I will, I will switch into that mode, but I'm really, really, really overtired or hungover where I just fuck off. Yeah. I don't care. Say what you want, but it's never going to be like a... Um, it's not you rational. Might, you might know I'm sorry, but I'm never going to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like... I'm not releasing as, anything. Especially when I was 23. But it's, it, I think it's it's like a protection for yourself as well. You yeah, into that yeah. mode yeah. of like I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I don't have any of my faculties. Yeah. So let's fucking just get through it and go. No, no, no. Go and full. Definitely go full. protection mode. But then yeah. also like your, it's your default setting. Your default setting isn't apology. Exactly. Your default setting isn't like let us let's work this out. Your default setting at all times at twenty three or three years old as a chef. He's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said that to them and they were like, well, all right, you mean you've got to go work a full 12 hour day. So maybe do that and we'll figure out what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't work. And I went and put on my chef whites and I came downstairs and I didn't talk to anyone for 12 hours. And I just pumped work, yeah, as hard as I could, pump, pump, pump. But that's um, yeah, but that's what you do. Mm. That's what I would do. That's too. all I can do. It's just like, and it wasn't to like not talk to my chef. I was like, like you were talking about when you were super hungover. Yeah, I couldn't do anything except hammer work. And yeah. if you're that hungover or that drunk, which I was still drunk, is you need to hammer twice as hard to get through. Yeah, and yeah, everyone's gonna be a jerk if you say if you say something, they're gonna be a double jerk. 
Yeah. So just shut up. I just shut the and fuck up. And everyone knows that you just shut up and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and this is from my, my, I worked with my head chef who had sat there probably for half an hour looking at me while I was passed out in my bed. Yeah. Just like, what am I going to do with this guy? Yeah. And I that got. It's pretty safe for him. Is he in his safe zone he had? Yeah. Uh, everyone else is going to give him shit unless he sits up there, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear his side of that story <laughs> yeah, one day. We can get him, we can phone call the guy in. Yeah, and he was a great chef. He was a young guy and he was really good. Yeah. Um, and I get to the end of the shift and yeah. I'm still in I don't give a fuck mode whether I stay or go. Who that? Dad's home. Must be. Very cool. Yes, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to put it. Yeah. Um, and he <laughs> came up to me at the end of the shift as I was like, cleaning down yeah and he shook my hand and he was like i've never seen anyone work like that yeah under the conditions that you were under yeah and i was like right yeah thanks and that was the end of the day yeah and nothing ever got resolved um i might have left six eight weeks later on my own accord i was like i gotta i gotta leave yeah one i can't look these people in the face yeah that's a pretty horrible thing to do and it's just up. Time's up. Got to go. Yeah. That's it. Off into the distance. Yeah. That's Yeah, but that's how my hungover thing went too. Mm-hmm. We just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I wasn't in that kind of trouble. Mm. But like physically I was. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's what it was. It was like cheers. Yeah. That's insane. And then the next day was the same shit all over again. Yeah. Like yeah. it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I hope that guy appreciates a real story <laughs> in the comments. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I guess so. We're going to focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. But then also I look back sometimes and I think like like a drunk dude just like in chaos mode just with a with a crate of empty bottles just pegging it at the front of a beautiful thatched pub yeah. with a wedding inside. Yeah. And you look out from the wedding like, is that dude still out there? And he's like, bah! I think that's funny. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> On some level. Yeah. Like he's still out there. Like imagine headbutting a dude and then like he just goes into chaos mode and just like whips the whole place up. Yeah, just click, um, flick the on switch. Yeah. Off oh, you go. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's, he's probably still inside having a good time. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't know if he was having a good time because he didn't enjoy someone spraying champagne at New Year's, which I thought was a great idea. Yeah, but also there's just different people, right? Like if you sprayed me with champagne, I'd be like, fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't start headbutting you. Yeah. I might. I probably would pull your leg <clears> or something <throat> if you are standing on something. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's your fault for standing I up there, thought. Cunt. I thought that everyone was going to be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe they did as well, except for this one guy. Maybe you just shot him in the... I mean, if you're getting married, what a win. Yeah. And the fact that I tried to go get two chair legs, I have that memory clear as day. I was like, ah, I just need, this guy up so I need two chair legs. Chair legs are horrible weapons. Yeah. But I need two of them. Yeah, two of them. Well, you got two arms. I suppose it makes sense. To accommodate this fella. <laughs> sorry, sorry, wrecked you and your and your employment. Yeah, 
Yeah, and there was some crazy stuff that went down. <laughs> There's so much crazy stuff that went down at that place. Like I was, if you don't have any pending stories as such. <laughs> Go ahead. I was, I'll see someone to write it. That's all. So I was um, banging one of the waitresses mm-hmm. and she had, a, they were two best friends and they were, they were like, and my window door upstairs used to open. Mm-hmm. And I always had it open or some, I had it open for some reason. And those girls were closing the pub one night and they were out the front of the pub having a cigarette. And I heard them go like, oh, like, so which one of us is going to pick up Tim? Okay. Perfect. And I was like, oh, what the? Yeah. Like, this is a perfect setup. Yeah. That's going on. And they're like, oh, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't really care. And I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. And Someone I was care. like, I was like, bang on. But I was already kind of sneakily chipping one away on the front of house manager different uh, different, different to the two okay. waitresses as well <clears throat> so i was having a really great time and then on the last day before i left that job i was leaving with my suitcases on a bus the next day um there was a couple of drinks from a few people to say like you know thanks i guess yeah like thanks for not burning it down yeah your time here was good thanks for not throwing the fourth 40th beer bottle at the place. Yeah, and I was, uh, and I just, re- <laughs> I remember going up to the the manager who had found out by that stage that I was kind of like seeing the waitress at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going up to her and being like, look, it's the last night. Like, shall we just do this thing right? You know, one more time. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we should. And then I was like, sweet. And, you know, this is going to dissipate at some point and we're going to mosey yeah. on upstairs. That's real good. And I walked out of the bar and around the front and she fainted. <laughs> she blacked out. We just fell o- What? She fell over and blacked out. As she was walking? <clears throat> After our conversation. She, was she standing still and just went over? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. And then someone was like, oh, it's okay. This just happens sometimes. Okay. Sometimes she blacks out when like, she gets overwhelmed. When hot men ask her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I was the only one that knew my side of the story. So yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Shouldn't have put that. This is this is where I get like, like my humour is like, shit, I probably shouldn't have put that in her drink. But the person walking up thinks, oh, you're a rapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or that it's real or true or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. my humour. But, well, then. Well, that would, that would be my. That is my humour, but now I have a filter because now I've got yes. a wife and kid, right? And and I've definitely got a daughter old enough to not... I do not want that to happen to. Yes. But um, at 23, same age as you or whatever it was, that's that was my humour. Die on a hill humour. Yeah. And I would... I'd, they'd go, what do you mean? I'm like, isn't that her drink? You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Well, and then you're going to... Would, I would do it till the police came. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to appreciate the end of this story then. <laughs> I'm here for it. I also have a filter now and I also have moved on from a lot of this stuff. No way. But I've seen you throw bottles. <laughs> but it was definitely that was who I was at that point. And so she's blacked out and I've only I'm the only one that's known our conversation. Yeah. Which was a polite conversation. Of course, yeah. And they were like, Oh shit, we need to call an ambulance. Yeah. And I was like, Well, okay. And so they called an ambulance and the ambulance came and got her. And we met them at um, the hospital, which would have been a town and a half over. Yeah. So, and as soon as I got to the hospital, I don't know why anyone 
took me to the hospital, which is a bad idea. But as soon as I got there and we went into her room, I was like, well, this is a great place to have a lot of fun. I was like, wee, look at this fucking dingamadoo. The hospital room? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, you know, trying to air fuck something. I've been there in a hospital <laughs> room because it's very fun. It's all new. I'm like air fucking things. I'm like being a complete jerk. People I'm like, up after you. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's my last day before I leave and never see any of these people ever again, which I thoroughly enjoyed when I was traveling. Yeah. I'm starting fresh tomorrow. I'm excited. Um, I just remember just being a complete jerk in the room and the nurse came in and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And this is how much of a jerk I was. I was still trying to get this girl back to my pub room so the nurse was angry and and something happened and like they're like oh should we take you home and and she's like oh no like maybe tim will take me home or like my car's at the pub so i'll go there yeah we're like still trying to sneak this thing yeah around her blacking out and having to go to the hospital yeah and we made it happen fuck yeah like, are you sure you can drive home? She's like, yeah, this happens all the time. And they dropped her off at the pub expecting to drive her car home, which I was all for. Yes. I was like... That's actually the best place in this <laughs> like central what? location for wherever this is going yeah. next. Yeah. I think that's a really smart idea. Yeah. I mean, of course she can drive. She can't get her car tomorrow. And uh, and we hooked up... If she passes out, there's plenty of public to We hooked her. up one last time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> But that was one of those fishing moments where you're like, I don't know if this is going to pay off. Yeah. Mm. That's, <laughs> that's funny. I've definitely been in trying to hook up with a chick um, in a hospital. But a similar sort of thing. I can't remember how we even got to the hospital. But I was just hanging around the hospital because I was like, we're going to... No it was like a mutual person we knew was at the hospital mm -hmm. I was like well we're not going to hang around here all day or night right so I remember I remember like accosting this fucking wheelchair and I was like, going down the halls also I had no shoes on because we came from the beach so maybe something happened at the beach this is just everything that flows back yeah Um. So we, and then they have a problem with no shoes and I was like well I arrived here in no shoes unless you've got shoes I am shoeless um and then they're like, it took a while for them to realize I didn't need a um, wheelchair. And <laughs> what? Well, I was just flying. I was just bored. Oh, I wanted I to hook up with this girl mm. and we were at the hospital. She was at the hospital because her friend was there. We didn't need to be there. And I was just killing time. Mm. So I'm just flying down the corridors in a wheelchair. And then it dawned on me that everyone was letting me do shit because I was in a wheelchair. And then I felt really guilty because oh. I was like, I don't, shit, I don't need to be in a wheelchair. They're, they're only letting me do this asshole. fun shit because they think I'm a cripple. Yes. But I'm not. I'm just an arsehole with no shoes and wanting to hook up with, yeah. Mm. Um, so that's what I remember about that. But I don't remember how that ended or how that started. That's <laughs> well, if you don't remember how it ended, it ended badly then, bro. Dude, I remember, I remember getting out of the wheelchair and making sure no one saw me get up out of it. Do you know what I mean? That's like, a tough move. Yeah, but I was like, I was like, fuck, if someone sees me. That's a quick exit from a yeah. wheelchair, right? I felt like guilty for about 10 minutes and then yeah. I don't know what happened. I felt guilty about that um, story for quite a few years. 
But just hanging around because you wanted to... Uh, that one, no, not so much. Sorry, the previous one where I just went into oh, yeah, totally. complete dick mode. Yeah, me too. I would too. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Like, dude, as soon as we finished this podcast, I remember about four things about me being an absolute piece of shit. You had one about someone else though. Um, yeah, and then I, I, I'm going to get a pad of paper and write it. because Someone else's worst day. Um, the ones I remembered were, do you know who Jessica Malboy is? Nope. So she used to be on, I think she's on, she's on one of the, she's a famous singer now, right? And she was on um, Australian Idol. She won, I think she won Australian Idol. But anyway, we were at this, uh, it was like the kind of like boutique hotel in Perth. And it kind of had this like, all the celebrities could come and it would be very under the radar. And in your contract, it actually said, from memory, don't say shit about this. Don't put it on. This was sort of, I can't remember the time, maybe 2012 or something like that. So Facebook and Instagram was sort of all right, you know, around. Right. Um, but it was still like one of the first contracts I saw where you weren't allowed to show this on social media. And it was a trusted place where celebrities could come. So we had... Um, um, her and a bunch of people. So, like, they would do concerts at the um, arena or mm-hmm. whatever it was at the time and come to the hotel. So you weren't allowed to, sh- like, post things about the hotel when they were there. Mm-hmm. We had this fucking kitchen hand called Raji. And he he used to say, yes, Seth, instead of your chef. Funny. That's what, that's what I remember about him. So I it was like that. hilarious. Yes, Seth. And I still use that to this day. Yes, Seth. Ah, yeah. we say yes, Jeff. Yeah, I've because, heard that too. Because um, one of our commie chefs hated the head chef, the sous chef, who was the head chef of the restaurant. Right. While the head chef was office duties. Yeah. And he would just always say, yes, Jeff. And just to get it past the guy. Yeah. And then always smile at me like, fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. That was his way of saying, fuck you. Yeah. Yes, Jeff. I get it. I would have used that. Mm, it was funny. Bit, I used yeah. to use it. I used to use it. It's like someone in the future was like being rude to me. I'd be like, yes, Jeff. Yeah. Anyway. And then just eyeball him and stare him down. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> um. So he, he was like such a shit cunt, but he was so nice. Like, I mean, like, as in like he was terrible at his job, mm. but he had a visa um, to be at the hotel, which meant he was like locked in at a certain pay, I believe. So it was like cheap for him to be there. He had to be there every day so he could, yeah, whatever. His kitchen hand. Um, so one of the things he would do, this is just one thing to show how fucking asshole he was, or dumb. He would like, uh, we'd, we'd, when it was really busy, we'd put him on just the fryer, which we didn't really need. It was like there was just one side of like um, truffle fries or something. So you'd put it down, pull it up. There's your bowl. Put it in the bowl that the fries come in. Yeah, I'll do the trough myself. Pretty, pretty. This is what his job was, right? But at the time we had a bowl. uh, The dish was, I remember this so vividly. It was a big bowl and it was a lamb dish. So it had, but it had um, greens, some sort of greens. Um, goat's cheese, then you had a, this roast, whole roasted lamb rump carved on it, and then something on top, whatever, and then it had this pure crystal um, lamb consomme, right? 
fucking tasty as shit. And it was there. And we used to, when he was on the fryer, which was just like one thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. When it was busy, it was just like fry, fry. When we tell you to put fries down, put fries down. When we tell you to put in the bowl, put in the bowl. And we'd put the bowl out from him and everything and go, put him in the bowl. Yeah. And he'd go, sorry, Steph? And you're like, <laughs> put him in the fucking bowl. And then I'm going to go, put him in the fucking bowl, cunt. And he just put the whole fries on in the lamb bowl. Like just... And I was, what the fuck? This is how dumb he was. This is the guy he was, right? So obviously that's ruined. Like you can make, you know, the sort of dish it would look like. You like, you can't touch it at all. Let alone dump a whole bowl. Anyway. Yep. It's the guy he was. So when Jessica Mailboy came, he was like, Jessica Mailboy's in the fucking building. We had people like Lara Bingle and, and just like anyone who was anyone at the time would stay there anonymously, mm-hmm. not even under their name. And you kind of know they were there, but whatever. So he was like, just go, Mowboy's here. I didn't know who she was either. I'm not at home ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, anyway, so he basically he went up to her room and started banging on the door. What? And apparently it wouldn't open. No, as in, sorry. Which I, is fair. I, I phrased that wrong. <laughs> apparently she wouldn't open it. Yeah. Which is still... Fair, fair. Yeah. So he, but he kept doing it, and then he eventually um, got um, uh, whoever his mates were, that were the cleaning staff or something, to try and get the door open because he wanted to party with whoever this bitch was. Really? Yeah. So, and he kept telling us, and we were like, "Well, it's never going to happen. We don't care. We're also working, but we're in the end of the shift as well. So we're like, we're just cleaning down, whatever." Yeah, but, Wait, it, but he's exited the kitchen and not he's, doing he's his job. Kitchen, yeah, but he kept doing it. Ah. But also, like, I mean, that's the kitchen hand, right? So he's polishing the plates and taking him out to, or the, or taking mm. front of house cutlery out. So he's, it's okay. He's finding time. So, so if he, yeah, exactly. So if he needs to leave, it's not going to be missed too much. Yeah, and hassle somebody at their hotel room. Yeah, but by the time we were done, also the dishes are definitely done before we're done the kitchen and stuff at this place. So he went up to her room and eventually got in and just made an absolute scene and started posting all these pictures of him and whatever her name was on Wait, he got in? Social media. Yeah, because he got... As far as I remember, he got the cleaning staff to get him in or said, uh, or she ordered food perhaps or something. I can't remember. Wow. Yeah, and then he was in there just like... And he just took all these selfies and whatever with her. And then that got around the actual... The actual like media took it on because they found these. This is exactly why you don't post these pictures. Uh-huh. And then um, he couldn't get fired because he was under this um, uh, visa thing. But we all had to go in this dumb meeting, and it was just like, look. So everyone is under these contracts, and we're like, we don't really know what this is about. Why is this dumbass kitchen hand here with us? You know, like as well. Like, what the fuck? Totally. This is the next day. Like, straight away the next day. Yeah. And I'm thinking. I've run out of beef last night. I need to roll this. This is all I'm, I was just didn't think is this anything. Yeah. Um, and they're like, look, so we've lost um, 15 contracts, which are worth about $20 million. And I'm still thinking, I don't care. You know, you're not paying me. I'll ask for a pay rise. You know, yeah. <laughs> all this sort of shit. That's what I'm thinking is like, I better ask for a pay rise. <laughs> um, but and then it came down to this Raji guy. Had gone to his room, and and then obviously people are sending that line and management for the all these, I guess quote unquote famous people. Yes, had just gone. Nope, we a- are agent, not staying there. Agent Whoever, management. 
even if they're booked, mm. no, we're just going to go to the Ridges or we're going to go to the next one. The Hilton, now. we're going to get untrustworthy. Exactly. exactly. Twenty but mil. This guy cost them. Plus, I don't remember, but I remember sort of briefly hearing whatever this meeting was. That yeah, someone was in trouble, but it wasn't me. Mm. So I don't care. I'm always in trouble. If it's not you, you just switch off, mm. right? And you're in a meeting, ugh, you know. Yeah. Meetings are gay. Let's it's go. so gay. <laughs> That's all a chef cares about. Fuck, dude. Why would we have a meeting? Tell me while I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm there thinking, what order am I going to do my prep in? Yeah. And you're costing, every minute you're costing me. Oh, yeah. So now I've got to go, okay, so when I get back in, I'm going to make sure that stove is on. Who's turned the oven on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So this is what's going through my head. Yeah, but it turned out to be that. So he fucked up the whole business. And then apparently there was like an underground thing where people could get in. Okay. Yeah. Which and made sense because you never saw him come in or there was no you know, paparazzi or anything like and that. And then did famous people keep going there? Or never. Dried never. up? Not once I did. No, not once. Wow. But they used to have these little, th- uh, even events at the back of this hotel that were, and, and it, up until that very moment, that w- they were going on until that very moment. This guy did that, but that was only something I remembered while you were how, talking about. How could you keep that guy on? Because he was. Well, I mean, that's their decision. You'd find a way. But also, like like I explained, he was fucking useless. Mm. Get a any backpacker would do better. Yeah, any backpacker yeah, who yeah. wanted to be there to get money to, you know, mm. he was just dumping. You would say bowl, and he would put fries. In any bowl, mm. you know, what I mean? like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But he was just—he was there well after I left. But he was on a visa, and apparently he was cheap because of this. Something about it, anyway. Yeah, twenty mil cost yeah. you twenty mil, not that cheap. Yeah, dude. I don't. There was is that else. um? Is that hotel done now? Uh, it was. Like it's it's just sort of more recently opened, but it's not. It's just fucking garbage. Now. Oh, that would be brutal. Yeah. Imagine being the guy. The place. Um, that wasn't the downfall, to be fair, but it, dude, <coughs> that wouldn't have helped. Because, like, you, you can imagine they built that for that. Yeah. Like, if I told you where it was and what it is, I'm not going to mention it because I can fuck about them. Mm. But um, it was the entire thing was built around anonymity, um, boutique, by the, yeah, everything about it. Yeah. And the food we were doing immediately, they hired us. Because we'd been to other places that had got certain scores on by food critics, mm-hmm. and we nailed it straight away. I thought this is exactly what they wanted, you know. Like we need the highest scores, we need this type of food, we need this sort of, we need small, we need anonymity. Yeah, yeah. And he completely fucked it, like completely. And you and your your head chef, the guy that you yeah. followed around, yeah. went there, yeah, and made a new menu. Yeah, made a boutique menu. Yeah, but like tasty famous people stuff. Yeah, mm. nailed it. The other, um, I could just thought about it and then forgot about it again. Thinking what it was. Maybe we should ask your dad. He seems pretty chatty. He's got. <laughs> we're gonna get him on the podcast at some we, point. We're right? gonna get my old man on the podcast. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah. All right. Well, if you haven't got anything else, dude, we can finish up with one more thing. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. I feel. I feel. I have some feelings in my body from my story. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, I leave it out there, you know, in the ether a lot of the time. Yeah. I've behaved badly. 
I normally drive home and think about all the dumb shit I've done, hmm. and then I forget. I just need to. Yeah, I keep them corked like over in that folder. Like I've done a lot of work on myself since I was twenty five. Like yep. I had to, I had to do a lot. Yeah. To figure out how to be a an adult and a person. Yeah. And I spent ten years traveling to get away from any kind of responsibility or anything. Yeah. Like chefing was this little box where I'm really good at this and these are the things I need to be good at, yeah. everything else can fuck off. Yeah. You know? I don't have to care about taxes. I don't have to care about um, behaviour or being an adult or being responsible or anything. Like, I'm, I'm responsible in here, but that's it. Yeah. You know? And it, it, led to, uh, it led to some, I don't know, shit choices, I would say, in the end. A lot of fun and a lot of enjoyment. I wasn't a bad person, but every now and then, yeah, my brain would do things where it was like like that, you know. Yeah, same. Hmm. Yeah. I'll find that head chef if this goes on long enough and uh, get his perspective. Yeah. On the situation. Yeah, we're gonna find out. Uh, Dion's Dion's definitely down. He's moving back to Aussie. My first head chef. Oh yeah, and then the guy that you talked to just yesterday. Who's who's that? Same guy. Ah, cool. Yeah. All right, we've got uh, we've got a little we haven't got long left. I feel like I feel like oh, I think the, I think the one to go with is your in the when you were like at the highest part of your chef career, your three favorite chefs, like well known chefs. Like who were your guys? Who were your three hero chefs when you were in the middle of your career? Um. Uh, who were you looking up to yeah. or reading? I always liked early um, Ramsey. Like because early, of the books? Yeah, the books, were, the books were good. Just the way he went about it. Marco and then um, Mikhail Rue. Mm-hmm. I just... Because of the recipes? Yeah, but like he had this little... People, I don't know. People used to. I can't remember how I even got them, but these little snippets of him cooking, and they were really, really, really good. In the way he um, explained stuff was cool. Hmm. All these guys are classic French, though. Hey. Yeah, and that's sort of what I was into, and I still am. But it's the techniques I liked, and then you can just riff off them. Like if you, um, like salt, for example. You know, you don't have to actually add salt to something. You can add things like, um, if it's just like an aged soy sauce or a fish sauce or a parmesan cheese or like, yes. a, like a really nice thing, you can add to it. It's, it has a salty nature, right? Mm. So you can't, just because they are French. But it's once you have that technique down, yeah, you can go, okay, it needs that or it needs this. Like citrus doesn't have necessarily have to be lemon. Yeah, or so many choices. Orange or anything. It'd be like kaffir lime leaf. Yeah, or um, fucking anything like that, lemon thyme, like anything, just mm. but but enough of it, and then um, um, and like you know, like dried roe, things like that. Yeah, like, it's fucking so good. Yeah, it sounds like you were technique heavy, right? Yeah, Sabions. I think we talked about that before. It's just I love that um, like sauce bases. Yeah, and I, I love that maths about it, the mat the recipes. Yeah. But once I've got that in my head, off you go. You're doing a lot of jus and stuff? Yeah, as well. But like once you got your head around the fact that how you start a jus without anything, 
you can kind of manipulate it through mm-hmm. anything. Like if you take master stocks, dude. Yeah. Even as a first year apprentice, they would ask me to keep making my master stock, which I was like, well, it's just the one that they taught me. Except I'm, I was tasting it, and they weren't. Mm. So by the time you bought it up, it's like, oh, okay. And I'm yeah. keeping it. Yeah. And I'm doing all the right things where other people weren't taking the fat off and keeping it so it would get mouldy and things like that. Um, so it's more like a I would listen, I suppose, mm. to good people. Um, there were fucking terrible people around me, though. Yeah. I don't know how I knew to listen to the good ones. Maybe I, I always put that down to the fact that I was a couple of years older than everyone, as apprentice-wise. Mm-hmm. Like I started when I was, I was 20. So, I f- you know, that's it, kind of old. It doesn't sound old now, but it's fucking, yeah. yeah. It was. So so even when I was like uh, first year, everyone was, the first years that I was around, like the third years were my age. Yeah. You know, so. And like how were these guys um, so I think influencing more, the cooking? You were just like technique heavy, but were you doing a lot of um, roast meats? They do a lot of roast meat. They do a lot of like really fine, you know, dauphinois work and. Yeah, but there was a lot of um, um, experimentation with it as well because the menu did keep changing a lot. So are you putting? It sounds like you're putting Asian stuff. Yeah, but you're allowed. I think that's the Australian way to do it as well, which I think yeah. people like around the world. Is what I found out later is that people do like that because it's not. I mean, French is French, right? Yeah, and English is. You know, if you're in that pub and you're doing the roast, whatever's mm. they do expect a certain something. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of Asian fusion until I'd come back yeah. from England. So I was actually like very English yeah. cooking, very French English. Yeah, and that was all the chefs that were in charge when I was an apprentice. It just happened to be these these absolute gangsters. Mm. But they were very English heavy and they were very, they loved that they could experiment. So I think that's where I got it from. It's like a base of, um, here's how you do it. But it's not necessarily not necessarily how you have to always do it. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was like a, a fucking cool. It's like I mean, you can make a ravioli, but you don't have to make it ravioli. You can like fry it. Who's mm. a fuck? You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, just just open your mind. I think that's what mm. I learned the most. Yeah, I probably didn't have a lot of that because I was but, English is very traditional. Yeah, but you're like your. But as far as looking up to chefs, getting back to that, hmm. they were the main ones that I, I that were obviously mainstream and very publicly known. But the, basically, the chefs around me. Yeah, and we can I talk can, about that at some yeah. point because even when you were talking, I was like, "Oh man, there's been a few guys that I passed through." Yeah, that influenced me, who were just head chefs that I had. Yeah, not necessarily the guys in the books and stuff, or the guys that you looked up to, but. Gordon Ramsay was definitely uh, top of my list mm-hmm. uh, for attitude, for like pedigree, and then he was at top of the food chain when it came to the quality of of dish. That's what got me. The quality. He's. Oh yeah, obviously we probably saw him on TV maybe first. I don't know if you saw the books on um, the TV first. I think I saw the TV boiling point along the book with the books, but. Also, he's the first guy on TV that actually could fucking hang with the world. Yeah. Right? So it's not just, oh, I can cook a risotto. Yeah. It's like, nah, this is three Michelin right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't, yeah, I I love the books. I got into the books. But it wasn't, I mean, definitely the attitude. I wasn't picking up a lot of like the caviar, foie gras kind of elements of it. Yeah. It was definitely the source work. 
yeah. that they were doing and like like the quality of uh, proteins that they were cooking and stuff and how they were doing it to get like a perfect chicken breast or like a yeah. perfect piece of fish. I worked in a fish restaurant yeah. um, when I was in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. And then because it was like French, it was very here's your carbohydrates, here's your protein and here's your little thing that elevates it. Yeah. Whatever that thing was going to be, if it's like some kind of puree, you know, some kind of like quenelle thing that you were doing or whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't a garnish. It was like the third element on the dish yeah. that was actually taking. So even if it was potatoes and chicken and jus, you would do like um, a pea mint kind of like coarse puree thing yeah, or something. Yeah. Like that's the thing that brings it out yeah. or whatever. So I was like, and that was real high quality shit when I was... 22, 23 years old. So, yeah. <coughs> I mean, that is, there is no, that's that, um, there is no garnish. Yeah. This is the meal. And I used the to meal, hate, you know what I mean? Parsley on, the, like, it was just like the worst thing you could do as a chef. Yep. Is put a bit of parsley on something. I mean, unless it needed it and then you go fucking but then I'm, wicked. I'm, but then I'm chopping parsley or I'm putting it into the dauphinois. Yeah, I get or it. Or I'm adding it to the puree. What I mean is, like, if you put this tuft of parsley on, and you looked at it when, and then you ate it. And went, oh shit! Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. when it needed it. But I, but I agree. Very I'm rarely. Not, I'm taking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm taking it away from your yeah, point yeah, of. Yeah. Like, and but yeah. you know when people used to do those little like they try to take it to the point where they did those little parsley leaf crisps. They yeah. try to do something to it. I can't remember if we were doing them in dehydrators. We weren't using you, you dehydrators. Can you can fry them and press them. Yeah, and then with the paper. Yeah. Even yeah. that, I was like, no, it has to be a component of the dish. And if it's a component of the dish, it has to be it's doing just, something. Hundred percent, and that's just a throw. It's just a throwaway extra work. That's, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, and I was totally against that. So yeah. definitely, Gordon Ramsay number one. I would say Thomas Keller number two. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Um, I read all of his books. I was just such a massive fan of all of the things that he did. He was another finesse guy. Yeah, like everything was just done. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, French Laundry was like you know the most amazing place. He was one of the first guys that talked about produce because mm-hmm. he was getting the produce from the valley that was his around him. Yeah, and then creating dishes from that. Yeah, like I'm sure everyone talked. That was the first guy that I read or listened to that was like talking about you know oranges in California and that's why they're doing these orange dishes and stuff like that. Yeah, and elevating the produce. Yeah. Not just going, here's the most fancy thing that I can cook. He's like, here's the best product that I've got and yeah. how we're going to use that in some other way. Yeah, and this is why I'm making a dish with oranges. <coughs> Which was huge for me. Like That's <laughs> yeah. actually like probably one of the biggest parts of my uh, style these days. Yeah. What's in season, yeah. what's good, yeah. and then I'll take it from there. Yeah. And then how do I want to work it? How do I want to elevate it? What do I want to do for fun? And then the third guy would have been Heston, Heston okay. Blumenthal, yeah. because he was just doing crazy shit. Yeah. And it was, and when I was in England, it was at like the really the come up of that his would have been career exactly at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the fat duck and stuff. And he I'd was come back just just after that. Yeah. He was doing well, same time maybe the most outrageous things. Um, and he was asking the question on everything, why. Why would you do this? Why yeah. do you do that? Yeah. And I know they like turned him into a little bit of a, like a celebrity chef with the way that he works with food. Yeah. Um, 
but, but that, that attitude is, was just like it's just TV. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was a legend. He yeah. he is. He was phenomenal. Yeah, and he wasn't doing like you can't argue any of the dishes at the Fat Duck. You just can't argue with them. Nah, I mean like. Yeah, and he was doing the this... TV stuff is the TV stuff. He's doing the sensory stuff, right? Yeah, dude. And he was doing... Um, <laughs> he was yeah. taking, He was taking like... So there's Gordon Ramsay and, and then these other guys, Marco Pierre White, Thomas <laughs> Keller and stuff, these traditional chefs. Yeah. And he was taking that and he was flipping it to the guest's perspective yeah. and then building it as an experience. Yeah. And I was just like, fucking yes, dude. Like, you, you, need that, you need that, though. You need somebody to do that as yeah. well. You can't just be like, oh, this is it. The well, because it is. most of the guys, Gordon Ramsay, the attitude is, I know, this is it, eat it. Yeah. Whereas he's kind of like, hey, I want you to feel and think some experience in your life. So one of the early ones was this seaside dish. Yeah. And he might have put the earphones on, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he had a little like, bit of noise. Yeah, it's like listening through a fucking... You might have opened something and you would have smelt um, the seaside or something. Yeah. I can't remember 100%. totally. Yeah. And then you had the dish. And like yeah. I was like, man, this guy's taking it to a whole different thing. Yeah. He's flipping it onto the guest. And actually, I got to work with him for one day. Yeah, that's cool. He came to the press club and... Uh, he did like a symposium dinner and we did all of his dishes over the week. He didn't come until the final day. Yeah. And then we worked with him for that. I worked 19 hours that day. Yeah. I was frothing it though. Yeah. First in, last out. And we did all of like the snail dishes. Mm -hmm. We did all of his classic fat duck dishes. Yeah. That we served to the people that paid a bomb to be there. And then he took them through a presentation. And yeah. he was just the coolest dude, hey. Yeah. Like when we saw him, he like he actually took all the chefs aside um, when he got there and like got all the giddiness out of the way, said hello to all of us. Does anyone want a book signed? People have brought their books in, obviously. Has anyone got any questions? Does anyone want to fucking hang for a minute? And got yeah. it all. And then, all right, now let's go hit this service. Yeah. He didn't come in and just swan off and do his thing and yeah. shake the hands of all of the rich people and get his thing done, he specifically came in, pulled us all into a room and said get a, and then we went and did it and it was just so sick, eh? I liked it. Um, so we both talked about um, Marco and Gordon, but a single time we said that we liked... Like we were talking about their food, right? Most people will say they yell, they're rude, they're a chef, typical sh fucking chef. Mm -hmm. That's... Do you know what I mean? Like, we haven't even talked about it. We haven't even mentioned it because it doesn't matter. It's like the food was, look at this, the way they went about it, the what their drive, their everything. Right? Yeah. I didn't even, it was, it's all the other bullshit. It was like, you know, they're fucking obnoxious or whatever, but it's not how I think about it. Hmm. Um, it's not how I look at, um, it's the same about the fat duck as you can just go, or about, you know, the, the, the food is fucking revolutionary. Yeah. I don't actually, I, I didn't really enjoy that sort of stuff, that sensory stuff, but I think I was out of it by then. I was more into different things like um, a more simplicit, more simplicity on the plate by that stage. Yeah. Um, but I watched all the, all of his stuff and saw how I was, I was very into it. Mm. The chocolate soil was fucking cool. We used to use that all the time. And anything like that, um, 
was cool. Yeah, and then that yeah, I loved the back end of it was like ripping things from um, his technique. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is the like, Paco Jet? It doesn't mean you don't have to do the same dish. Paco Jet purees. Yeah, dude. Fucking Jesus Christ! Yeah. What a revelation. But also every th- he um, what I, what I got out of all that was um, it made everything easier. Well, um, maybe it, maybe easier is not the right word, but like quicker, more efficient. You could use a Paco, right? You could use you could. Um, um, if you vacuumed a fucking cucumber, mm. it was done. Fucking awesome. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't explain why it was better, but it was like, oh, was it compressed, mm. right? Mm. And that's all Thomas Keller, right? That's come from there. But he is taking a step further, where mm. you can compress it and then do something else to it, all before and after. Yeah. So and dehydrating exactly. But it's all come from. That's what I liked is if you have that base of cooking. It's fucking, it's so cool after that. Yeah. And that's almost like a little bit of maybe the progression is like you have, if you have like a Gordon Ramsay base yeah. or a Marco Pierre White base who yeah. started a lot of this stuff yeah. and then you build on it some of these other guys yeah. in your work, like, yeah. you know, you put a Thomas Keller on there but then you put, you know, a Heston yeah. on there as well or maybe you go find um, a couple of Japanese chefs that you like, yeah. like what you were talking about with Fusion and you take like a Heston approach with some Japanese um, influences from yeah. those chefs, now you've got some fucking crazy shit yeah. going on. Yeah, you know now you're putting like um, um, some vinegars in with your cucumber when you're compressing it or whatever. Yeah, or you It's just it's just another technique you can try, and you don't necessarily have to use. Mm. Right, like you can still do, <laughs> like put a sorbet on the plate without it, like turning into dust right like yeah do you know what I mean but but some of that technique might have been at some point um any one of those guys yeah it doesn't it doesn't mean shit yeah yeah even just talking about it, it now sorry it doesn't mean shit to you when you're making it yeah. but you've you've had the whole yeah it's like this is how you've, you've yeah I think I um if that makes any sense it does absolutely I think I feel lucky actually during my career that those guys it went like, I had to go back to Marco, but Ramsey was definitely there when I was cooking. Yeah. Heston was in his prime when I was cooking. Thomas Keller was in his prime. Sous V came in. Yeah. Um, dehydrators started getting used, like, for all kinds of crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it went off, you know, backpack machines changed the game. Yeah. Um, not just for sous V, but what you're talking about, like compressed um, fruits and vegetables and, and poaching. Yeah. You know when you compressed and poached? Yeah. That was just insane. That's what I mean, but that's like that's like two of those guys combined. And they might not both use yeah. them ever together, but it's yeah. Yeah. Um the 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 thing I got from um watching particularly Mar uh, particularly whatever, uh Gordon and Marco was the way they treated the produce when they picked it up even. Mm. And that's how my chefs when I was an apprentice, the same level it was all ex-Michelin from London that just come here because the head chef was um, f- was over there. Do you know what I mean? They were all friends and that sort of thing, so I was lucky enough to learn from that. But the way you handle something, don't pick a fish up that side up. Yes. Don't put... Be delicate. Don't slap it down on the bench. Mm. Everything is Everything deserves um, attention. Everything. A stalk of a parsley deserves attention. Everything's got to get stored right in the exactly. fridge. Exactly, everything. But it's just the way you, you pr- don't store it upside. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. 
but the way, and I still do this to this day, is pick something up with care, firm and care. Like it's the way I do it. Yeah. And it's, it deserves to be treated that way. And that's what I kind of get weird about. And I don't really want to get into um, vegans, but that's where I get it. But it's like we give a fuck. Walk into a kitchen and watch how these sorts of kitchens treat mm. a, a piece of beef. Yeah. And particularly a piece of beef that's been treated nicely. Fed on a pasture. Mm. Unfortunately, yes, we are eating it. Or fortunately, whatever you want, it, whatever your choice is. And look how we care for it. Look how it, from start to finish. Because when it comes in, we go, fuck yes. Look at this shit. It's yeah. awesome. Look look at the yellow of the fat. Look how it's firm. Look how it melts in your hand because it has been yeah. exercised. This farm is awesome. Yeah. A lot of that. Exactly. Lot of and not only that, we're going to order from him again. And it's going to be more expensive, but we're going to have we're going to find a way to absorb it into the menu cost. Yeah, and do you remember some of those guys coming in and showing you hundred percent produce? You, and you can look at it straight away and go, "Fuck yes!" And you look and, at that guy, and they and go, then "You look at that," and then you go this, and you cook it, and then as soon as you put it in the pan, you know, or wherever you're putting it, you know exactly what it's behaving properly. Yeah, the smell comes off it. Um, the fat renders perfectly. You're like, we can use this. Yeah, and every, not only that, it's 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 easier to cook when it's treated nicely. Totally, um, they are bred to eat. Yeah, they they are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like the perfect piece of lamb smells phenomenal, and you can't. I've no one's told me that smell is good. You just know it. Yeah, like it's instinct. Like you've never smelt that before. That's the good thing about my apprenticeship being around all that stuff. Was like, what's that smell? It's like in, it's like caveman shit. Mm. It's like, whew, like you have to, you know, you don't have to choose to eat meat. I'm not. That's what I mean. I don't want to get into it. But that's the if you walked in and saw how top people, top restaurants treat animals, mm. you, I, I think you would at least go okay. Treat animals and then like and the rest saying, of it too, and treat. You're not the farmers, cut. though, exactly. You're not going to go and get shit produce yeah. that's not um, being treated well, yeah. Because you've got you've got some respect in your kitchen. Also, like um, lots of kitchens I've worked in grow their own herbs and everything. Mm. You're not picking the ones that are shit. You're not just picking them because they're there. You're picking the good ones, right? You're picking the ripe. You're letting them, um, yeah. You're letting them ripen at their own pace and using them when they're preferable mm. so it's not you're not fucking anyone around you're not you know yeah and you have to what also there's extra steps in there because you have to wash the shit out of this stuff yes dude it's a one man's job to wash all this shit do you think yeah. we want to grow potatoes we don't need to yeah, because yeah. we don't want to no because they're fucking awesome should be a whole episode because when yeah. i quit chefing i went into sustainable farming so yeah yeah but that's what's that's what I got from all these all these I mean chefs that you know and you've seen on TV and chefs from my background. Yeah, it's been all that drive, and once you see one person do it well and treat something and say, "Hey man, don't do that," but, you know what I mean? Like that fish has come from somewhere. Yeah, and store don't it correctly. If I go into the if the cool room yeah. and the fish is all in this slop. And like, dude, what are you... It's bullshit, dude. Yeah. yeah. I will cut sick at that yeah. more than anything else. If you can make a mistake, that's fine. Yeah. But if we're throwing out produce, yeah. quality produce, because you haven't stored it correctly... And also, like, you don't have to do it... Exactly, but you don't have to do it that day. 
you don't have to store it in a shit way because you don't have time. The complete opposite. Look after it, store it properly. It will last longer yeah. and it will age properly. So it's like... It's, yeah. I was notorious for an end-of-day changeover in a cool room. Yeah, man. And everyone would hate me for it. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes, we're doing it. Yeah. We're going to sit here and we're going to swap things over you and change your water out. the whole time if you want, but it's yeah. happening, yeah. Well, you got nowhere to be. Yeah. Dude, that's wicked. We're, well, that's a topic that we're going to pick up at some of the point. And actually, in bonus round, we're going to go into 10 tips for apprentices, and I reckon All right. there's fucking two just there. All right, I'm going to get my pad of paper. I keep saying pad of paper. Let's do it. Love you.